Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that he's enough. Hey, I'm Anne, and I know you usually hear, and I'm Kendra, but Kendra is out today. She is getting ready at the time of this recording to have her sweet baby girl who is about to enter the world maybe any day now. So she is out, but I do have a special co-host with me today that y'all have met before. Will is in studio, my hubby. Say hey, Will. Hello, hello. <laughs> Glad to be here. Um, so he is co-hosting with me today. We actually have some special friends on that we're going to introduce in just a second. Um, first, I just want to give a quick reminder that you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Hannah's Heart. And you can also email us at hannahsheart at afa.net. We get... Re- prayer requests there and uh, show suggestions and it's really fun to see what you guys suggest that you would like to see on the show so keep sending those our way um will you want to introduce our guest today absolutely absolutely definitely excited uh for today's conversation with these guys um definitely have been an encouragement to me and ann as a couple uh and then now as as parents uh today we we have my my friend and pastor uh matt powell and his sweet sweet wife andrea so yeah so we have watched them walk through some really hard times just the time that we've been going to first baptist here in tupelo um where we live and we've also watched them as they've gone through those times grow closer i feel like to each other and grow closer to the lord and so that's what's truly been inspiring um to watch them do that so y'all want to say hey Hello, I'm Andrea. And I'm Matt. It's good to have y'all here. Thank y'all for being here today. Um, So a lot of times we start out just with our guests just telling us a little bit about themselves, like maybe how y'all met and y'all got married. That's a long story in itself, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is a long story. (laughs) So when did y'all meet? Well, uh, two, let's see, fourth grade is (laughs) when Matt says he remembers meeting me uh, so quite a long time ago quite a long time ago (laughs) and the kicker is that i do not remember matt until the seventh grade (laughs) but once i met him three years yeah three years of stalking i was all in (laughs) um but it was also one of those things it was like did that really happen or is he remembering that wrongly (laughs) We, we were at her parents house a few years ago and the occasion that i remember meeting her was at the at that time, the Mall of Memphis had an ice skating rink, and I remember the, the a bunch of children meeting there to ice skate. And I remember her being there, and that's the first time that I met her and actually told my mom that day, that's the girl I'm going to marry. No of way. course, my mom said, that's ridiculous, you know, get in the car. In fourth grade? Yeah, in fourth, fourth grade, grade. Okay. yeah. I was, oh, my I word. thought big thoughts in fourth grade. <laughs> so, but, um, but anyway, uh, we were at her parents' house for a Thanksgiving, and we— found pictures that her mom had took of 
her and her sisters that day. And I'm in the background of one of them. So I was validated. I was like, I told you. It really happened. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, that's cool. So after seventh grade, y'all start dating? Ninth grade is when he asked me out. And dating looked like. Hey, at church. Yeah. Yes, right. I was I was playing basketball other. with friends after church, and I stopped during the basketball pickup game and like asked her out, and oh, then started playing wow. basketball again. Romantic. So it was yes. it was like, hey, I, I didn't even know what to say, and and so she didn't help me. So, yeah, that's what right. I said. Will you be my girlfriend? And she's like, yes. And yes. I was like, well, good. And cool. Then he went back to play the game. That's, right. <laughs> that's right. But my team's counting on me. <laughs> So I gotta go. I bet you like re- played really good after right. that, yeah, though. Yeah, that's right. I felt like I'm I was proud. seven feet tall and yeah. stuff like that. But our relationship uh, was very, very slow. Like uh, I feel like relationships in general, whether with kids or, um, gosh, adults these days, move so much faster because connectivity is so much more available. And so we didn't see each other except at church. Right, and right. that was only, you know, two times a week or three times a week at most. And so there were not any cell phones or anything like that. So the relationship kind of like crept along, which I think, right. you know, helped it last. And, mm-hmm. you know, then here we are. Uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. 17 years later. Oh, 17 right. years of marriage. 17 years of marriage. Okay. Marriage. Yes. Marriage. We both went to Mississippi College <laughs> and, um, and my, at the end of my freshman year, I proposed to her, and we got married at the end of my sophomore year. She was a year ahead of me, even though we started college at the same time. She, like, took full load <laughs> credits uh, all the time and graduated in two and a half years. Wow. I know. I know. I, I you know, I, so I did the four-year thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but she, and she made better grades than I did. So, <laughs> so I, I definitely married up. Oh, well, that's really sad. So y'all been married for 17 years. 17 years. Okay. Yes, just celebrated in May. Well, congratulations. Yes, yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. I have this very vivid memory of our premarital counseling with uh, a guy named Rob Mullins. He pastors the church in Memphis, Tennessee. But uh, he met with us and he asks us, hey, do you you all want to have children? You know, right. and it was, yeah, we want to have kids. And then he looked at me and he said, well, how many kids do you want to have? And I said, well, maybe one after like <laughs> 10 or 15 years of marriage. Because, you know, we were like this at this like time. Plan yeah, this was, I was uh-huh. like, we're going to have the house paid for and, you know, we're gonna, not going to have any debt. And then finally, when you know, we can afford it. We're going to have this child. And, uh-huh. So one child. Like and 10 then, to 15 years later. Yeah, 10 to 15 <laughs> years later after we traveled the world and done everything that we want to do. <laughs> yes. And then he was like, okay, well, that's cool. And he said, uh, so Andrea, how about you? And she hmm. said, I I want six. <laughs> and I still remember he put his hand on my shoulder and he's just like, son, <laughs> you better buckle up. You're in for a wild ride. <laughs> yes. And now knowing oh. knowing how many kids y'all have, yeah. I right. see who won. You see who right. won. Spot uh-huh. who on, won. mama. Yes. Okay, oh, so goodness. when that first baby came, when how long have y'all been married? We had been married just less than two years when mm-hmm. she arrived. So, so not quite the 15. Not quite 15. <laughs> That's right. right. And we That's got married right. really like young. We I was were not. Babies. I was not quite twenty-one, and she was not quite twenty. Wow. 
Right. And uh, we, like we were of the age that when we would go out in public later when we had ch- children, people would still be looking at us like, man, these teenagers having all these babies and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but, uh, but anyway, so we were really young and a year and a half in. Uh, we found yeah. out we're expecting and that was not my plan. <laughs> Right. Uh, at all. Okay. And so I, if it's one moment I wish I could redo no. is when she told me she was expecting for the first time. She was, a, she was a, not, a, were you afraid or just, just didn't know how to say it? I just didn't know how to say it. Right. Yeah, because I had the plan. We yeah. I, I'm on the 15 year plan, right? And that was not his plan. That was not his plan. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. And so she just. She wouldn't talk. Or she just looked. She kept smiling at me and then not. And I was just like, wait, are you pregnant? And she, uh, yes. Smiling real and big. I, I'm just struck. I'm like, I don't know how to react. And like, I wish I could go back in time and be like, dude, come on. Just say, I'm so excited. <laughs> because it turned out to be a huge blessing. But I, right. I, I was young. I was immature. And I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, we're going to die. <laughs> like, how are we going to provide for a baby? Oh, and, my goodness. And so it's just that, that whole thing. I felt such tremendous responsibility, as I do now, but in a different way then, that, like, if we have a baby, I'm going to have to do everything to provide for my family, and I don't know if I can do that. Mm. So there was there was a lack of trust on my part right. in trusting Because you're the God's man provision. of the house, too. Yeah. That's your job. Right. Yeah. So I, I was just not in the place where I had lived long enough. The promises I knew about God, I've not lived long enough to experience those mm. in my life to realize that, yeah, he really is faithful, That's and he right. is going to provide, and it, and it is going to be okay. So that was— um, uh, I wish I could redo that moment in our life. But. Now, and a backstory for that is that I guess maybe within that first year of marriage, um, I'd had some issues uh, in high school and college and was told that it would probably be very unlikely that I would get pregnant. Really? So mm-hmm. that even added to the shock factor <laughs> that, right. whoa, here we because are and we're expecting a baby. We went through that whole, you're probably not going to have a baby and of course, that's early on in our marriage. Right. Uh, it wasn't a long, long season of thinking those thoughts. Right. But so I only wanted one after a long time anyway. And I was like, well, you know, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. But yeah. she took it very differently than that. Right. And I wanted six. Yeah, like, she wanted six. So, yeah, and in my mind, I was, was like, look, we got a lot of time in front of us. We'll probably have one, mm-hmm. you know, right. something like that. And then uh, she uh, had a procedure and stuff like that. And then we have a baby. Right. Like wow. it was, uh, it was, it was, it was that fast. Right. Wow. And so that baby is how old now? She is fifteen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Crazy. And she's beautiful and so she so is. sweet. She is. She, she is. is. She brings so much joy to our home and our lives. Yes. She seems like the best helper too. I mean, like even just at church, she's helped me a few times with oh, our little. So good. She um, is. She's a great helper. So after that baby, we're thinking what like she's here right you've been told that you would have trouble if ever having a baby right. now you have that you didn't even plan for exactly so what does life look like now right so now it's okay well this was okay like we have <laughs> a baby we're parents and uh we thought we had it all together like she was a great baby you know slept through the night never cried and so it's like okay we can we can do this and Let's have another baby. And um, I had a heart change. It was 
once Ashlyn came into the world, she made me what I am. Uh, right, she made right. me a dad. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, it's okay. We yeah, have, it's okay. And I was like, uh, I, you know what? We, we can have we another, another baby. You know, we, can, we can do this. <laughs> and right. so my, my mind was quickly changed once I met Ashlyn. That's right. That's right. So when Ashlyn was two years old, we decided, hey, let's try to have another baby. And I was young and didn't really know much about miscarriage, actually, at the time. And I don't think I'd ever heard another woman talk about it. Um, And so we got pregnant fairly quickly. And then just a few weeks after that, experienced our first miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being so shattered by it because, one, I had not heard any other woman's story and just you think that's not going to happen to me even if I had known about it and I I was that put me in a very low a low place you know we had had a healthy pregnancy and then now to lose this baby um, was just very again it just shattered me um, in an unexpected way Right, because it's also, if you don't know anybody that struggled with that, it's probably to know, right. hard to know who to talk to about exactly. it, too, to even figure out how to process it. Exactly. So many questions. So many questions. Yeah, I mean, go did ahead. You, did you have any, I mean, you said you never heard anybody talk of it. Did you had, have anybody to talk to? Huh? There were a few women okay. that were in the medical field that were friends of mine, and so I was able to talk with them, okay. and they, you know, helped walk me through it. And it was the, you know, hey, you've had a healthy pregnancy before, Mm-hmm. A lot of women have a, a miscarriage the second time around. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You'll have another healthy baby. And, you know, not downplaying what had happened, but I guess trying to use the medical side of things that, hey, there's hope. It's right. okay. You'll, right. you'll be able to have another baby. So after that, from what I remember about y'all's story, you continued you got pregnant again not long after? Not long after that we did, and that is our second born, okay. our third pregnancy. Okay. That's Adeline Kate. Adeline. Everybody calls her AK. I gave her this beautiful mm-hmm. long name, and, <laughs> and she goes by AK. <laughs> she is uh, a ray of sunshine, to say the least. <laughs> yes, like, the the kid has never had an unhappy day in her life. That's she right. Is Every just, day is the best day ever. Yeah. Hey, how was school today? <laughs> Dad, it was just incredible. Yeah. She has the most energy. She does. She does. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> she, has, she would just share just right. a little yes. bit of that. And Sometime our only child joy. with, we, all of our children except for our baby we'll talk about in a little bit are like toeheads, like blonde, blonde uh-huh. Uh-huh. like they mm-hmm. are blonde, blonde children. Yep. Yes. And, um, but Adeline, is by far the most like she stands out. Yes, uh, like sunshine, like light like yes. sunshine. Yeah, yes. she does. So we experienced that pregnancy and had Adeline Kate and everything was healthy and good. And I think at that point I put miscarriage behind me. Mm. Like, okay, well I've had a healthy baby, I've experienced a miscarriage, and now we've had another healthy baby. So, you know, this won't happen again. Right. And our life situation had changed. Adeline Kate, we tell her often, she's our only Tennessee baby. Okay. So I'm from East Tennessee. That's where my family lives. And uh, my dad is a minister. And I met Andrea by moving to Memphis. And Andrea's from the Memphis area, north, uh, north, northwest Mississippi, I guess, uh, is where she's from. So during that season when AK was born, we lived in Tennessee around lots of family. And uh, so we tell her often she's our, our lone Tennessee, <laughs> yes, Tennessee our girl. Yes, girl. That's right. So after her, we're thinking, 
okay, well, we've had a health, we've had two healthy pregnancies, right. one miscarriage in there, didn't understand why, but I guess that's exactly. kind of normal, you know, what what we're told. Right, what we're told. So exactly. what comes after Alan? Right. So after that, uh, when she was about a year old, we decided, okay, we'll try to have another baby. And again, no trouble getting pregnant, so we're grateful for that. Um, that was in August of 2011, we find out that we're expecting, and then in September, I had a miscarriage. And I do remember thinking, I was just in a state of shock with that one. You know, the first one, like I said, it just really shattered my heart because I had never experienced a loss like that before. But this one was a shock. Like, how in the world did this happen again? again. I don't I don't understand. Um, we have two healthy children. Right. So healthy pregnancies. That, like, now why is this now a second this doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. And oh. we had moved at the time. We were no longer in Tennessee. We had okay. moved to uh, Brookhaven, Mississippi, where Matt was serving as a pastor. And so I had a new doctor, you know, um, new medical perspective, and she was wonderful. Uh, Dr. Gray uh, came alongside and just really encouraged my heart, you know, that sometimes this does happen again. But the same story as most will hear, just keep trying. I'm, I'm sure you'll have another healthy pregnancy, another healthy baby. And so we did. And in March of 2012, found out. Well, I guess it was February of 2012 we found out we were expecting, and then in March we had another miscarriage. Wow. And I went to a follow-up appointment from that and found out I was pregnant again. So in the nine months' time, I had been pregnant three different times. And I remember that last last pregnancy that ended up um, being our fourth miscarriage. I was in such a low, dark place scared to death I mean when you've had miscarriage and then another one and you've gone to the doctor and they can't explain to you why you know Mm -hmm. there's nothing technically that you're doing wrong they can't can't give you any assurance or you know steps to follow to ensure that everything will be okay Uh, I I just I was overwhelmed by uh, fear the fear mm. of loss, because in my mind, that pregnancy, which, again, did end in miscarriage, was doomed from the get-go in my mind. Like, wow. I had no hope that that baby was going to be okay, mm. because at that point, I mean, my goodness, what was to prevent, you know, that baby from that baby from not being placed in my arms? And I, I remember finding out at that appointment that I was pregnant again and uh, just telling God, like, I can't do this. I cannot I can't bear the pain and the hurt of loss again. Why? I was not happy about being pregnant that time because in my mind it was just like, why would you do this to me again? I don't understand. I don't want to feel this pain and hurt. Um, I carried that baby a little bit further, and then in June Mm -hmm. um, found out that we we went and there was no heartbeat. And so I did have to go into the hospital that time. That was the only time I had to go into the hospital. And that was actually your birthday of 2012 and came home from that and I just told the Lord at that time I said no more like we will not have we will not try again I am broken I'm hurt and I I cannot I can't do this again ever again and so I said Lord we'll just be grateful for our two girls and we'll love them and pour into them and teach them about you but no more um, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I told Matt that. I said, we're, we're done. I can't, 
I can't do it anymore. As a husband, what's that like? I mean, because you're a daddy to these babies too, but then watching your wife grieve, are you able to grieve during this time too? Like what, what goes on for you? So, um, there's a mixture of grief because you're grieving for yourself because, you know, I'm half responsible for this baby coming Mm -hmm. into the world. You know, babies are, uh, you know, a combination of what God's done through mom and dad. Um, So you're grieving for yourself. But for me, I was more than I was even, I think, grieving for the baby Mm -hmm. that had passed because we personally believe that when like people ask us how many children you all have uh if we have a moment to explain it we'll say we have 10 and we include those miscarriages and um and the number of our children but when i think about that time it was grieving for her because i just I'd never seen her that way. She was just so broken, and I just felt so powerless. Like there was nothing that I could do. I'm I'm not a practitioner of medicine, but even if I was, they weren't able to do anything right, either. Right. And it, it was just this, this helplessness. And I think the first miscarriage was sad. I told we were talking about this last night when we were thinking about what we were going to say. It's hard for me to remember them individually. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounds perhaps crazy, but I think of them as like a block of like, I think of them as just, especially the three that occurred back to back to back. I just think it was just like a, a seasonal block of just great sadness and the, the last one, like she said, was the one that was furthest along, and she had to go to the hospital after that miscarriage. Um, that was very hard, and there was this feeling of hopelessness. There was this also this feeling of, okay, have I done something mm-hmm. wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, am mm-hmm. I being punished? Because, like, I, I tease Andrea all the time. We we like children's movies you know, imagine that with six kids <laughs> right and one of the movies that that uh, we both like and will quote to each other is Mary Poppins yeah and there's a line in Mary Poppins that uh, when they measure how tall Mary Poppins is the instead of a height measurement it just says practically perfect in <laughs> and I've lived with this woman for 17 years and I still think of her that way like I, I know she sins because the Bible says she does. But, uh, like, <laughs> I'm not aware of it. And it's just so. Andrea, that's a lot to live up <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. No pressure. <laughs> but obviously, I'm, I'm just need to make a point is that I, I know she's not perfect and stuff like that. But there is this sense that, wow, if this is happening, it's not happening because of her. Mm. It's got to be happening because of me. And and I don't mean like that there's something physically wrong with me. I never really thought that because we had had two healthy children. I thought it as, oh, I'm, I'm doing something wrong or maybe I'm being punished yeah. for some kind of sin I've committed. And That's a lot to carry. That's a lot, a lot to carry. And I, by the way, today, perhaps then, but especially today, I don't believe that's the way God works. Right, right. But again, believing and, and, 
experiencing thoughts are mm-hmm. two different things because mm-hmm. there's not always an immediate connection between what we believe and what we experience mm-hmm. emotionally. Right. And I just carried around a tremendous guilt of just thinking, well, you know, perhaps this is me having to pay for all of my sins or something like that. And I don't believe God works that way. Right. But that's that's where but I was. But when you're walking through things like that and everything's so irrational, it almost feels right. like well, that's the only thing that makes sense right, right. now. Like what right. else could be going on right. except mm-hmm. if it's because of something that I've done or didn't do, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I remember feeling the same way as we were struggling to, we, we have four babies in heaven. Ours look, miscarriages look a little different. Um, but yeah, I just remember thinking like what there's, there's got to be a reason why. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like us as humans, that's just how we work. If we're given like, an answer to something why did this happen it's almost like my heart can handle it a little bit more um at least that's how I feel like I feel so after this fourth loss and you're saying I'm not doing this anymore right just where do we go from there and I didn't want her to like that was that was really hard and and it was it was I I remember us having a pretty I, I don't know in 17 years of marriage if we've ever argued but there were some heated moments but that was definitely there was uh, one of those times of like hey we're through we're not doing this anymore wow that's a tough place to be but I do know that's not where y'all's story ends so this week we're gonna end it here but then y'all be on again next week to keep going with your story Thank you all for listening to Hannah's Heart, and we'll see you back next week.